0: All right, Utah fans, welcome to a special edition of the Utah Football Fans Podcast. We are so excited to have our special guest, Cole Bagley, with us today. He is from Fan Nation All Youths. Yes, give him a nice round of applause. It is a division of Sports Illustrated, but Cole, you are everywhere. It feels like you're writing things, blogging things, podcasting things, all things Utah. So we're excited to, to chat with you. Um I think where I want to start is because you're kind of our insider info, I want to just get a little recap of camp. We were just talking about how media access is maybe going to get limited now, so you're going to get kicked out, but just give us a little recap and maybe what has been the biggest standout for you at camp so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, this has been a very interesting fall camp, Um, I think, overall. So this is my third season covering University of Utah, and it's exciting and boring all at the same time. Um, and I'd say more so boring than anything, but that's a good position to be in um, as a college program. You know, there's really – there's not a lot of drama going on. It's not like years past where they're trying to figure out, you know, who's QB1. And last season, you know, they're bringing in, you know, a guy like Tavion Thomas. You're wondering, you know, who's going to emerge from the running backs. And there some questions about the offensive line and stuff last season. But this year – they pretty much have everything figured out. I mean, there's a couple things that they're still trying to determine. Obviously, the QB2 race switch, but that again, that's a good problem to have. You know that rising is your guy going in, but QB2 is still up for grabs, which should be determined um, this Saturday. So we'll be keeping our ears open for Rice and Buns or Dequina Jackson. Um, and then uh, the defense has really, really come along over the last uh, week or so. Been able to talk to a couple. Uh, the guys um, yesterday and the day before just in terms of hey you know we, we heard there were some issues early on uh, guys are saying you know during the spring camp that the, the offense was just picking apart the D but now they've brought some guys in they've got some you know really talented freshmen and then those some of those underclassmen that are now stepping into their second season um, have really embraced leadership roles and um, the defense has come a long way and they're they're about neck and neck at this point now so Overall, it's a pretty boring fall camp, but it's, it's a good place to be in Utah fan because that means that there's really not a lot of drama, and they know what you know how they're looking and what they're going to look like going into the season.
2: How much access
1: have you had?
2: So with
1: camp, um, I mean, in terms of media availability, full access. Um, unfortunately, you know, Kyle is one of those secretive coaches that doesn't let us watch um, any scrimmages or anything. We were very lucky to be able to do that during the spring but the camp has been closed um so we haven't been able to view anything but um i do have full access to media availabilities i'm up there you know a couple times a week and then you know got my sources inside the program and whatnot so i'm, a, I'm about as, as you know deep into the program as you can up so spies. That, that that always spies yep you do need spies What's the running back
2: situation? We've debated that a little bit as obviously Thomas would be number one, but what about two and three or what do you feel about
1: that? Um, nothing officially has been said on, on the pecking order, right? I mean, we know it's, yeah. we know, we know Tavion is is going to be your number one guy. And I had a conversation with a few guys this last week, uh, Bryson Barnes and, uh, Jalen Glover himself said, man, Tavion just tore it up in the scrimmage and looked fantastic. And there's really no reason that he shouldn't be the number one guy. As for number two, uh, I believe it's going to come down to Jalen Glover and Mackay Bernard. Um, uh, to be honest, I don't exactly know where to, where two is right now. But I think just kind of the things that I've heard and the, the things that I've seen, I really think Jalen is going to emerge really quickly. Um, he is just an absolutely – you couldn't really be more college ready than this kid is. I mean, the adjustment period really is going to be non-existent. The only thing he doesn't have is game experience. But this this running back room as a whole is arguably one of the most talented in the country. You know, you've got Makai Bernard and then Chris Curry. I actually had a conversation with Jalen yesterday. He said that Chris Curry is fantastic and he has come a long way um, from the spring and last season. You know, he was kind of a guy that uh, was pretty much non-existent last year uh, running back you know he he uh, packs a punch and according to Jalen he looks good too so I don't think there's going to be a single down of Utah football where there is not just a lethal running back um, in back then they're all versatile right Tavion is just this gigantic wrecking ball who creates his own gaps and his own seams Jalen is all he also packs a really strong punch but he's more agile quick fast a little bit smaller Makai is freakishly athletic uh, very good in the passing game and then Curry is a little bit uh, somewhat similar I think to Tavion just not as big Um, so it's it's a lethal group and one that should rack up a ton of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Uh, Hey going into
3: into camp was there a position group that you were more nervous about um, and kind of where they stand now. I, I, for me, it was linebacker. I feel pretty good about it now, um, just because some of the guys we lost and then some of the guys that came in. Kind of uncertainty, but but what have you seen? Was there a group for you that was like, hey, I want to keep an eye on these guys?
1: Uh, I think the wide receivers, um, just because you know you you lost you lost a guy that was almost here for a decade, right? I mean, Britton Covey <laughs> spent a lot of seasons at the University of Utah, and he gone, and that's a, a tough guy to replace, not only. In the wide receiving group, but on special teams, Uh, they're kind of intertwined, right? I mean, most of the receivers are the guys that are up for, uh, you know, fielding those punts or kick returns. But I think the receivers have come a long way. DeMond is looking unbelievable. He is going to have potentially the biggest breakout season, I think, on the team, Uh, as long as Rising throws him the ball. But if spring was any indication of tension that those two have. He is, um, he's looking for Vele very often. Obviously, he's going to have to battle with the tight ends for, t- you know, for, uh, for um, targets and, and whatnot. But uh, according to Witt, Vele is the number one receiver. Behind him is just Solomon Enos, And then Money um, Parks, he has really started to emerge. Uh, maturity has been a big thing for him. He's really bought into the system, bought into what Coach uh, Bump has been telling him. And he has come... I mean, I'm also really excited about these freshman wide receivers, Teo Johnson, Sidney and Bannisaur. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw that TikTok of Sidney and Bannisaur mossing JT Broughton last week. Just an unbelievable play. He goes up above JT, you know, catches it right in his face, and brings it down. And I just think, uh, you know, I had a conversation with Solomon Enos two days ago, and Solo said that these are arguably two of the most college ready freshman receivers he's ever been around. Um, so, just really, really exciting. I think a lot of people were worried that they were going to drag the team down, and I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they have significantly improved. You know, A.L.A. and Solo will lead that room. I expect, you know, Money Parks and, and Mackay Cope to kind of come in as that third and fourth guy. And then I think those freshman receivers are going to see some good reps, especially Tao Johnson, who was, apparently was clocked at running about 21, 22 miles an hour. So shh, he's a speedy guy.
2: <laughs>
1: well, here what's the...
3: Oh, go ahead, Gary. Go ahead.
2: Go, go for it, man.
3: I was just going to ask. So th- going into this season, obviously the expectations are really high. This is the highest ranked Utah team out the gate we've ever had. What's the kind of what's the feel and the vibe around the team? I'll, I'm just kind of curious what this year versus maybe the last two years you've covered.
1: I think last year they allowed the hype to get to their heads a lot more than they're letting that this year. Mm, uh, interesting. Um, last year, Last year, a lot of guys brought up how good they really thought the team could be. You know, a lot of guys on their own in interviews and whatnot would say things like, we're going to win the pack. And obviously they did, but they talked about, you know, national championship hopes and whatnot. And obviously it didn't quite turn out that way. I think, you know, if Rising would have started at the beginning of last year, that may have been the case. Maybe they're a dark horse going in with with a single loss or something along those lines. But I think they learned a lot from last season and really – the attitude and the vibes right now around camp is they're not paying attention to that ranking. They don't care. And I love that because you need to not, it doesn't matter. You know, you can let that get, do I think they, they deserve to be ranked in the top 10 and, and right around that seven, eight spot? Absolutely. But I love that. No matter who you ask, whether it's Kyle rising Solomon, Enos, uh, you know, really anybody. I mean, um, there's been tons of guys that have been asked that question and they all answer the same thing doesn't matter we're just worried about you know what we have ahead of us week one going one to no every single week and their focus right now is florida they understand that they got to win that game if they can if they're really going to validate you know where they've been ranked if you go in and lose you know that season that you're hoping for pretty much goes out the window so the vibe right now is just not paying attention to anything but you know just really keeping things inside and, and internally just focusing on playing you know some football
2: our last podcast, we talked about the talked about the Florida game a little bit. I say we're going to go in and beat them by ten. The other two, Brent and James, are gutless and, and we're afraid to give a prediction. I say we win by ten.
1: Come on. So, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, it's interesting. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of factors going into this game, right? I mean, Florida had a beautiful season last year. You know, they're low 500. However, you know, there has seen, you know, an overhaul. They've got a very talented quarterback. Their defensive line is, is a uh, very, very good. Um, and then, you know, they're still an SEC team and they're an SEC environment, uh, not only an SEC environment, but uh, polar opposite climate, you know, and, and obviously the youth are trying to, to uh, simulate those types of things with, with humidity and whatnot, which is uh, actually pretty funny to see that we have some of the players with that. Um, there, so there's a lot of factors going in. Do I think Utah is the better team? hundred percent. Um, but it's going to, and, and, and what I love is that the chemistry should already be there. The vast majority of your offensive weapons are returning from last season. So there really shouldn't be that two, three game period where it's like, Oh, we're trying to figure each other out. Now that should already be figured out. What has me not really worried, but where there's going to be some adjustment period is the defense. Now, they they have come a long way, uh, but what I know is that communication is the primary focus right now that they're really trying to figure out. They've lost a guy like Devin Lloyd, uh, you know, Mika Tafua, Vontae Davis. These were some of the most vocal leaders on the team, and now they're looking to replace those guys. But to answer your question, I think it's Utah by a possession, whether that's three points, or seven points. I think Utah comes out on top by just a single, single possession. I just think it's going to be tough. You know, Florida would love nothing more than to prove all those preseason rankings incorrect and knock the reigning Pac 12 champions off their rocker and show that the sec is still, you know, dominant. No, no matter how far you have to go down the line of the sec, they want to beat a Pac 12 champion. So it's going to be tough, but I got Utah by a possession.
0: Oh. I hope you're wrong. That's too close. I hope you're wrong too. That's too close for comfort for me. <laughs> um, we do have a little breaking news today. They just announced the team captains for the year. So I just wanted to make sure we mentioned those. So cam rising, I think that's no surprise oh. again. Um, Brant Keithy, Devin Kafusi, and Clark Phillips. So I want to know your thoughts on that, Cole. And I am noticing there's not really any special teams guys listed there, which I feel like is maybe a change from what we've had in the past and special teams is definitely a concern, but how do you feel about those four guys being captains?
1: Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at that list and it's just, I don't think you could find better leaders on this current roster. Uh, Cam rising Man, you, you listen to the way that, that Kyle Whittingham describes him. And, and, you know, two weeks ago he said there is not an imperfection in his game. That's, that is some high uh, praise coming from Witt. That's not something that we often hear Whittingham say. But, you know, Rising just lead by example um, very well. And he's also serious. You know, I mean, I think he, he does have that kind of fun, comical side to him. He's a serious guy. You know, this is all business. Um, so I, uh, rising makes a whole lot of sense just the way he sparked the offense last year, you know, that itself deserves to put a C on his Jersey. So, uh, Devin Kafusi, another guy, uh, a little bit more, I think, um, laid back quite so serious, um, but very caring, you know, he cares about his teammates. He looks out for him he's just a funny guy. And I think that that goes a long way in terms of leadership, a guy that can, you know, just kind of make a joke and keep things kind of relaxed, uh, uh, that's kind of what I see from Devin Clark, uh, commander in chief of the defense. Um, again, just a guy that, that is very serious, um, not only in what he says but in what he does as well. We had an interview with Sharif Jaw this last week and the way they described Clark's personality, uh, the things that he does differently. He established just an incredible culture, um, not only in the corner room, but on the defense as a whole. Shaw said that uh, not long ago they had um, almost all the guys up there on a Sunday studying film. It's not something they've had really before. So Clark just he he, he has his standards and he brings people with him uh, because he wants results and and he's proven that he can get results with the way you know with the way he does things and guys are taking notice of that. Um, as for Keithy, we actually had an interview with uh freddie whittingham today and he said that the biggest thing that he's noticing Keefe going into the season that's been different is his leadership he's been a lot more vocal and he too is a guy that's starting to bring guys along with him um you know he realizes that he wasn't uh, ready to go to the nfl so he came back and i think that's one thing that he's really trying to focus on um is just being being more of a leader so those four guys i think are excellent choices
3: cole tell us about the uh the shirts and the guys you're working with uh, doing some NIL stuff with some of the, some of the players and where we can find your, find your stuff. I see you're rocking the beat Florida one right now. I hope the humidity is not too much, you know, for Glover. I think he
1: might struggle with that from what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. We've uh, we've signed some uh, quite a few guys to some NIL deals. Uh, just really seizing the opportunity to not only try to improve the NIL um, environment, if you will, here in Utah, There's not, there really hasn't been a lot of opportunities. You know, you look around the country and there's a lot of things going on for a lot of different programs and Utah is kind of slacking a little bit. So we saw that opportunity. We've seized it. Um, What we've done is we've signed uh, quite a few guys, Jalen Glover, Devon Baylake, Renee Reed, uh, Justin Medlock, Bryson Barnes. Now we've got two more guys that we'll be announcing shortly and we're really excited about it. So uh, we put together some podcasts with these guys. Um, that you can find on our channel, just Fan Nation All Youths on any, you know, any uh, podcast platform. You can listen to their background stories, where they come from, you know, things that are important to them, uh, current issues. Jalen Glover is a guy that, you know, is is very involved, wants to be very involved in the community. And we, we, had, a, we had the team chap, going on and we talked about uh, social justice and those types of things, which were very eye-opening, um, very, very intriguing and interesting to listen to. So we've done podcasts. we have done some events. You guys obviously were a part of our event at R&R barbecue. It's a lot of fun and opportunity to to meet these guys and get to know them. And then as part of it, to try to get them, you know, some cash, some money uh, and and build their brands. We put together some uh, apparel for them, which can be found at all all youth fans.com. I'm sure it's like the one where we eat Florida. It's got Jalen, you know, sitting down here with his number one and uh, his two, his, uh, his uh, unique logo and his uh, number one chain that he wears. We made sure to keep that on there. I have a little extra swag. So we've done things like that for all the guys. It's been a lot of fun. We've actually had really, really good um, interactions so far done uh, quite a, quite a good number in sales. Uh, so people are, are interested in supporting these athletes, which is really the most important thing. It's, it's helping them uh, make a little extra money while they um You know, this we love these guys, and this is a way that you can show uh, appreciation and love for them. Yeah, it's cool. We need to support them, it's great. It's great. Um, it's definitely been a lot of fun. So,
0: well, speaking of fun, I think that we want to ask you some more fun questions now. That's you know, we like to screw around a little bit, but this, (laughs) these are a couple of things we've been doing over the last few weeks. So, I'm just gonna, you just have to like rapid fire think right off the top of your head
1: okay who
0: has the best helmet in college
2: football
1: oh utah hands down okay you can't outside of utah we know we know
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a homer answer
3: let's
1: get it's the right answer but uh i had i had to say that i know man (laughs) um the best helmet—that is like really hard. Uh, Notre Dame.
2: <gasps> that was oh, Are you?
1: Freaking kidding me? That was
2: mine.
0: <laughs> hey Cole, you and I. Oh,
1: it's, it's simple. It's classic. It's iconic, and it just looks good.
0: See exactly.
1: Speaking oh of Notre God. Dame,
0: have you watched the Manti Teo documentary?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <Have you> watched <laughs> that? Last oh my night, gosh! Actually. No, um, I haven't. I feel so bad for that dude. I feel so bad for that guy. Just yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's like we all knew the surface level of that story, but holy cow, that's yeah. insane! And he—can I just say—he looked damn good.
3: He is handsome, <laughs> oh, he's He's a handsome fella, Gary. He's a handsome fella. I saying. think
1: he's living. I think he lives here in Utah. <laughs> well, that's not he good for Rin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he lives. Like, so I, after I watched it, I just was interested in, in what, what he's doing now. So, I mean, he, he did still have an eight year career in the NFL. It obviously didn't turn out the way that it should have. Um, you know, I think his, the last team he played for was New Orleans back in 2020. Um, he was put on the, the injured reserve and then they picked him up because of some injuries and COVID, you know, people not being out with COVID and then they didn't resign him. And so I think he's officially retired from the NFL. And now I think he's just doing a whole bunch of business deals and whatnot. I looked up his Instagram, and it looks like he lives down in Utah County. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's where he's at.
0: Oh, well, we might just have to find out. Um, <laughs> okay.
2: Notre Dame. Okay, I'll have to overlook that.
0: No, see, he's right. Cole, you are right. Okay, so now the worst helmet in college football.
3: Alabama. Okay, that's
0: a good, good
3: answer. answer. Good answer. Yeah,
2: Penn State's number is... one, but Alabama, that's a good one. That's a good one. I no, just it's Michigan. I'm just telling you, Michigan's the ugliest helmet in the country. <laughs> that's not that's that's I could see that. I could say, it. and BYU is,
1: BYU is not too far off, so
2: yeah, that was my worst Michigan and the Zoobs helmet.
0: We okay. don't talk about Fair that, no. Enough. Um,
2: that's enough of them, but yeah,
0: okay, we're gonna give you some would you rather's. So these are a few that we talked about on our last episode. So, would you rather? go see an Ohio State-Michigan game or Alabama-Auburn?
1: Alabama-Auburn. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: I think we all chose Ohio State-Michigan.
1: I just think the SEC is different. And I just, a lot of times, I mean, obviously the Ohio State, you know, the other the other game, did you say Michigan State-Ohio State or Ohio State-Michigan? Ohio State-Michigan.
0: Michigan.
1: Okay. Very close. But, yeah, I just think the SEC is different. I've got quite a few friends from Alabama. And they're insane. So I just think that kind of environment just sounds really fun. Like you just have the crazy fans and they hate each other. I mean, the other schools hate each other too. I just, to me, I think if you were, you know, to be in Alabama and watch one of those games that I would choose that.
0: Okay. Then would you rather go see Florida, Florida State or Texas, Texas Mm A&M?
1: that's a tough one.
3: We, we, we asked the hard-hitting questions here, you know,
1: <laughs> no. you know important stuff. Oh. No, this is the most I've had to think for a minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Texas, Texas A&M. I just think oh, the the Texas and Texas environment is probably just better, but I'll be able to tell you how good Florida is here pretty soon. So. Right.
0: True. True. Okay. Um, USC-Notre Dame or the Army-Navy game?
1: USC-Notre Dame.
0: That was Gary's. Army-Navy
1: just doesn't Absolutely. intrigue me as much in terms of football. Yeah, the spectacle would be
2: cool, but I don't want to see running yeah, yeah. golf the whole time, huh, just <laughs> <laughs> no, It's just, USC,
1: just, a, different yeah, just <laughs> yeah. a different type of athlete. Yeah, just a different type of athlete. And I'd love to see Notre Dame whoop USC. So, oh yeah,
0: that would be wonderful. Actually, yes, I agree with that. Okay, (laughs) last one, and this one is the hardest one, and I hope you can answer it because Gary couldn't even answer. No,
2: there's no Gary can't pick. No answer.
0: So, would you rather see your rival win the national championship, or you can never go see Utah play in person ever again?
1: Have to see my rival because my job is to literally watch you football <laughs> in person. So,
0: right, so you'd be out of a job.
1: We'll, <laughs> we'll just consider our rival. We'll just consider our our rival, Colorado, not the team yeah. Sure, so that's Sure. I can yep. live with that.
0: <laughs> good answer.
3: That is a good rumble. answer. <laughs> not rumble in the Rockies. It's a rough
1: one every year. <laughs> I don't know why they call that it. I don't know why that's called that anymore, but it it's is not. It's
0: they're <laughs> not, a not really our rival, but you know, whatever. It was a good answer. Well, Cole, thank you so much for joining us. This is fun to chat with you. And I know that we'll yeah. hopefully do this throughout the season as you get busier, and hopefully we have more things to celebrate and talk about. Um, but why don't you give us your website one more time of where people can find the shirts and all the merchandise that you're doing with the guys?
1: Yeah, so you can um, just check out Um It's a site that we launched uh, almost – we're coming up on about three weeks ago, and um, it's got – as of right now, it's got uh, Jalen Glover, Corrine Reed, Devon Bailey, and Justin Medlock. We are current, We are very close to putting Bryce and Barnes stuff uh, up on there. And then, like I said, we've got two more athletes that we're really excited about that we'll be adding um, here in the next few weeks. Hopefully, we can get it up before – uh, florida but if not very shortly thereafter and like i said it's just it's cool stuff it's it's uh we got a designer that does a great job um very detailed in the designs um and uh, i think i think they look cool um i think it's it's fun what, what we've been able to do and and the guys have really enjoyed it and it, it means a lot to them um i was speaking with one of them the other day and uh his his mom got a look at the side and and called him right away just like oh my gosh this is so cool this is so fun so uh it means a lot to these guys because they they do um they do us all a great service right they 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 play football for the school that we love and and uh and obviously they do have their education most of the time taken care of um but uh it's just it's nice to be able to give back and and it's a cool way right i mean for the longest time you haven't really been able to specifically support your favorite players now you have the opportunity to do that with with NIL, so yeah, all allutfans.com is where they can check out the apparel, and then if they want to read our articles or listen to our podcast, they can just go to uh, si.com backslash college backslash Utah uh, for all the most up to date and latest articles on what's going on up uh, up on the hill.
0: okay awesome! Thank you so much, and we will see you in Florida.
1: Awesome, looking forward to it. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks. Cool.
0: Thank you. Go Utes.